Welcome back to the Urban Society Podcast, everybody. I am your host, Herb, and you are listening to what was intended to be episode 55 here in a little bit, but 55, episode 56 and shit, you know what I'm talking about. And this song that's actually in the background, I'm going to take it away from you for a minute. I'll play it in a second, and the reason is because there's a lapse in the timeline. I don't know if I have fans out there who listen to this stuff. Whoa, hey yo, cheering again. All right, mid conversation, pretty rude, pretty rude. But I don't know if I have fans out there who listen to this uh, to the episodes chronologically. But in the event that I do, the last thing you probably heard was just me being excited for these shows that were mere weeks away. And the truth is. Then now it's probably been like two weeks since the show, and um, I got a lot of catching up to do. Because I don't just want to catch you up on shows. There's been albums that have came out. There's a, tons of drama, tons of news. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a quick little ride on the time machine, and you're going to listen to something that was recorded on September 14th, all right? And then after you listen to that... Then we'll jump back into potentially catch up on the last couple weeks. Because I'm telling you, I have a lot of things that I want to talk about. Is everything important? No. But hey, it's a podcast. You're here to listen. You're here to kill some time. So I'm going to give you some shit to listen to. All right. So let's take a little fucking ride on this, uh, this fucking time machine and um, check it out. All right. All right. All right. All right. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Hit that applause. Hit that applause. Let's get it. It's motherfucking her from the Urban Society podcast. And I appreciate you all for coming back. This is episode number 55. One more time. It's crazy to think we've made it to 55. If you guys are wondering what was that in the background, that is none other than the Sunday Service Choir singing their asses off in a beautiful rendition. Of some song Kanye West made. I forget what it's called. Donda, I believe. The opening of Donda. But it wasn't actually the Donda album. It was like the Donda... The Donda tape that should have been. You know? Some people might say that. Some people might say that. But yeah. That's um, that's kind of playing in the background. And now... It has switched over to the song With Child with Royce the Five Nine. Which let me tell you, if Kanye West decides to drop any of this music, I'm gonna save the world. Shout out to Kanye West, shout out to Royce the Five Nine, shout out to anybody who produced on that record, and shout out to me and you for coming back. And I'm having a great fucking time because this weekend. We about to be out in Cleveland. Woo! Rocking out at the motherfucking Kid Cudi Moon Man Has Landed Festival. Or Moon Man's Landing Festival. Which, uh, is it kind of rude that I'm playing a little bit of Kanye? I was, I was in a good mood. I was in, I was in a good mood. All right? But I'm for real hyped for 
this um I'm for real hyped for this for this show. You know, it's gonna be this Saturday. Kid Cuddy's gonna be ripping through his whole discography, getting everybody fucking pumped up because he just dropped a trailer for his new show. The album is coming out that same day. At the end of this month, we're like 15 days away from some new kick cutting. It's lit. And listen, I've been listening to kick cutting for a long ass time. So all in all, I'm just excited for the show. I've been hearing a lot of good reviews from people who have been to the shows, uh, you know, whether it be like the Colorado show or what the other cities that he's hit up already. They're saying that he is kicking ass. I haven't heard any live performances. I decided not to spoil it. I haven't looked up any track list, any set list or nothing. But I heard that he is kicking ass. And that gets me more pumped. Because for a while there, he was known as one of those artists that, while the albums were really good, you'd go and check them out. And the performances were a little bit lackluster. But he stepped it up. I heard that this shit is fire. So I can't wait. I'm excited. And, um, yeah. I mean, if you guys are just not hearing about this, I've been talking about this shit for like months now. But Moon Man's Landing, taking place in Cleveland, Ohio, September 17th. It's going to be Kid Cudi, Playboy Cardi, Hame, Don Tolliver, Dominic Fike, Pusha T, Jaden, 070 Shake, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Chip the Ripper, and much, much more. Guys, round of applause to that fucking lineup. Round of applause to Cutter, to the Cub fam. Anybody who's going to be out there in Cleveland, I'm looking forward to meeting people. I'm actually going to be doing one of the podcast episodes live from Cleveland. Um, if everything works out great, I might even get a little bit of snippets from the show itself and kind of include it in here. Um, you know, just just some banter, you know, just something different. You know, I haven't actually done that format with the podcast yet, so it might be, it might be what's needed. But I'm excited. As you guys can tell, I'm fucking excited. It's going to be great. But that's... That's on Saturday, okay? By the time you are listening to this podcast, it's probably Thursday night or Friday. There is another concert that I am pumped for. This one's in a month, but their album, like it's like they're reversed, right? You know, it's like, I'm going to see, let me just tell you, all right? I am beyond fucking excited because the subreddits are going nuts. It must be the, it must be the foreigners in the other countries, or I don't know if it leaked. I don't know what happened. But people are saying that the new Mars Volta record is awesome. Fucking awesome. And by the time you guys are listening to this on Thursday, Friday, the album has probably already came out. So, shout out to me for not listening to these motherfucking leaks. And shout out to the Mars Volta for dropping apparently another good record. I can't wait to hear it. By the time you guys listen to the next podcast episode, there's going to be a little bit of a review in there. I'm going to be hyped as shit. Oh, you have no idea. First time in 10 years, all right? Because they, they went on a hiatus. They uh, they stopped being a band. Some members passed away. They, you know, they went over. They started doing new groups, new music. And apparently now, they have came back 10 years later. And they're ready to give us the... Um, what, how do you pronounce that? Epon- eponymous or whatever? The, the self-titled record, The Mars Volta. And I couldn't be... More fucking excited. It's going to be a great fucking show. Uh, or not a great show. It's going to be a great fucking album. And their concert is going to be a great fucking show. 
I, I'm just all around, this is going to be a good fucking weekend. So, appreciate you guys for coming on to the podcast. Listening to me get so excited and so pumped for this show. This is going to be great. Um, again, like I said, shout out to uh, all the Cud fam who's going to make this possible. And I don't even know what the hell you call them, Mars Volta fans. Cosmonauts, I think. Astronauts, cosmonauts, something like that. So, shout out to the... Look at them. They're both fucking space people. You got Kid Cuddy with his Cud fam. We're practically astronaut Cud fam as well. And then you got the Mars Volta and their cosmonauts. It's like, bro, there's this theme. There's a theme this weekend. There's a theme. I might just have to fuck around, pop up into a costume shop, and wear a fucking astronaut suit to the show. I haven't picked out my outfit yet, but I might. that might be the vibes. That might be the vibes. I might have to go get a little get a little twisted in an in a, a astronaut suit, you know? Who knows? But anyways, listen, guys. Um, let's get to some motherfucking news, all right? Thank you guys for coming back. HNS Podcast. My name is Herb. If you guys didn't already know, there's only one person that gets this hype on every show. It's me. It's Herb, the host. And that's for some news. Let's get to some motherfucking news, all right? And we're back. All right, this is the future now. That was the old me. Now we're back in the in the real me. Well, I guess the raw me. Anyways, listen, the point is, Dude, my predictions were not wrong. All right, so back then, I was saying that I did not know about the Mars Volta album. So I'm going to kick things off with that, okay? Because the Mars Volta album came out the day that we were heading over to to the concert, out to Cleveland. And I heard it a couple times. I heard it at night a couple times, and then I heard it during the day, and then I heard it, you know, on the drive, and oh my goodness. For those people who listen to my podcast who are fans of the Mars Volta, you have got to check this out, man. Shout out to Cedric. Shout out to Omar. Shout out to the band who loved it. Out there performing live right now. I heard you're kicking ass. Man. So, if you guys haven't yet heard it, the Mars Volta album. Amazing. I'll actually I'll give you a little snippet of it, alright? So here's a little taste, alright? This is probably one of my favorite songs called Black Condolences. Check it out. I know you can't really make out the words, but once you like hear it a couple times, oh, it's so infectious. sounds in the background, you know, making the, painting the sandscape, or the soundscape, beautiful, and the notes, the notes that Cedric's hitting, amazing, so if you guys are, uh, if you guys are old fans of the Mars Volta, check it out, and if you guys just want something new to listen to, that's a little bit more, you know, progressive, uh, or less progressive, more like pop, makes it a little bit of psychedelia and stuff, this is um this is definitely pop rock psychedelic. I mean, and not necessarily pop rock even. It's like it's just a balance of there's like heavy songs, there's songs that are influenced by the sounds from the Caribbean from where they're from. There's sounds there's a lot of ballads, but all of it is very psychedelic and well produced and sung with like just the immaculate emotion. Like this these that's what I'm saying. Like, shout out to these guys. Um, if you guys haven't yet heard them, the Mars Volta. 
Like, like all, man, all weekend. All weekend, I think I've had this album. Last two weeks. It's a good ass album, man. It's a good ass album. So, check this out. To catch you guys up, I was excited as hell. Now, a little clip that you just heard. Uh, all right. Shout out one more time. All right. So, I was excited as hell in that little clip you heard to um, to go out and go see Moon Man's Landing, which was one hell of a fucking lineup. Hell of a lineup. So, um... Give you guys a little recap, all right? And give myself a little recap. That's a little time capsule, you know, if I ever want to go back and listen. So, first off, Cleveland is a, is a very dope city. Love Cleveland. There's a lot of cool murals everywhere. The way that it's kind of right up against uh, Lake Erie. And the only thing that's crazy is this one curve, and everybody who lives in Cleveland probably knows what I'm talking about. I can't remember the highway. But it's like a specific curve where you got to slow the fuck down. And then you can see all the streaks on the wall where people just fucking crash right into it. That's a scary ass curve. But it represents Cleveland. I mean, this it's literally spelling a big ass C. You know, when you're in Cleveland, just be prepared to spell C's at all times. You know, just if you can't get it, you're going to hit the fucking wall. But man, Cleveland is dope. They had cool bridges. Like, I'm never going to forget the Blue Bridge. They have this place called the Flats, which... To me, it's just kind of like Westport on the water. But, um, man, Cleveland, amazing city. So, uh, from the jump, we show up. We uh, we showed up and went, we went out to drink that first night. Got a good impression. We are like, all right, this is going to be a good time. So, then day two, which is like the real, real day, all right? Moon Man's Landing. The whole experience from the jump unique i love it you download an app you get in the app has the map on there it has a whole bunch of like it shows you the performances and stuff like remember back in the day when everybody i mean it only makes sense right but i wouldn't have thought it would be an app you know but it totally makes sense that it's an app so back in the day you used to go to concerts and they'd give you a little brochure and the brochure would have like all the time slots for everybody and you know it have little advertisements and shit show you where the restrooms are etc well that's what the app did you know it had little um Links to everybody's social medias. It had, uh, you know, the locations of all the different restrooms, all the stages, how to get there. You know, it, it was it was from the jump. It was very well designed, very very modern. Had not experienced something like that. So, cool vibes. Everybody around you can tell a lot of uh, a lot of Cuddy fans and Cuddy fans right now. You know, they're we're kind of we're kind of all over the place. Because there's a lot of Cuddy fans that are also Kanye fans. And the Kanye fans tend to lean a little bit more towards, you know, being a little bit more assholey, being a little bit, you know, fool themselves and ego tripping. So it wasn't necessarily the most um, into the songs, you know. A lot of people were probably sitting back enjoying themselves, but... Still kind of just, you know, in their own zone and stuff, you know. I, I, I didn't I didn't get the feeling that people were out there fucking raging and having a blast. But then again, it was pretty hot. We were on concrete. A lot of people, I imagine, low-key, low-key, were hammered, high, tripping. Who fucking knows it? But it's a cutty show. I bet 
the reason the crowds were not that great, you know, and and, uh, and responsive and, you know, I don't know. It's been forever since I've been to a show, you know, people have been locked up. So maybe that's the thing, too. But anyways, what I'm trying to say is I imagine a lot of people were fucked up. And I only know that because my company for the show was having a blast, you know, intergalactic indeed. Puppet, let's go intergalactic. You and me, we we had a blast. So I've only touched the tip of the iceberg. I just wanted to give a quick little shout out to everybody who was involved with the Moon Man's landing. Quick little shout out. Also. Before I really get into the acts and the nitty gritty and the fucking merch, the merch, I'm wearing the merch right now as I'm talking to you guys. Intergalactic, the merch is amazing. But before I get into all that, I want to give a big shout out to this guy that we met in the crowd during Pusha T, I believe, or maybe been another artist, but I mean, that's not necessarily important. It's the guy's name, all right? It's fucking Kyle, man. We met a dude named Kyle. In a spacesuit, who, honestly, if if I would have had time and would have gave it a little bit more thought, I would have gone a fucking spacesuit. But fucking Kyle showed up in a goddamn spacesuit with a goal in mind, and he said, "You know what? I'm going to Cuddy, and I'm gonna give him a fucking belt, and I'm gonna get him to sign some shit, and hopefully take some pictures." And I'm going to make my way to the fucking, you know, just, I'm going to make my way up there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see him. I'm either going to hop on stage or I'm going to see him. By the end of the night, he was on the Moon Man's Landing's official socials. And he posted pictures that he did get to deliver the belt. And he got to meet Cuddy. So big fucking shout out to Kyle, man. Talk about a fucking dream come true. So big shout out. Big shout out from Kyle. I'm big, big cut fan vibes right there. But let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. So the show was amazing. All right? We didn't get to see everybody. But we started off, you got to get some merch. Got to get some drinks. So immediately started feeling good, started vibing, started kind of partying a little bit. And then, bam, got some merch. Walked over to Chip the Rip. He killed that shit. Shout out fucking Chip the Rip. Did his fucking thing. Show some love. Also, Cuddy kept kind of coming out throughout the night, right? On everybody's sets. And um, just kind of cheering them on as they were coming out. So I imagine imagine from the jump, from the beginning of the day, Cuddy was raging, man. This must have been a fucking amazing night for him. Amazing night. But anyways, Chip the Rip performed. We kind of made our way over to the other stage a little bit. Kind of, you know, mingled, walked around. Saw Pusha T. Pusha T set. Absolutely amazing. Hey, I just, man, Pusha T. Hell of a fucking performance. Hell of a performance. And then the cool fucking thing was that his DJ's, um, I guess his DJ's set, or I don't know what you'd call it, like his stage set or something was just like bricks on top of bricks on top of bricks making what looked like a little fort. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is badass. Like, instead of sandbags, you just had bricks on the stage, you know? Or in kilos. For anybody who knows what I'm talking about, keys. You just like, they were just up there. And it was fucking insane. 
So shout, shout out fucking Pusha T, man. We also got to check out a little bit of Don Tolliver, a little bit of Jaden. Shout out both of those artists who fucking killed it. Each one respectively did their own fucking thing. By this time in the night, though, things started getting blurry. Because I was a little twisted. My company was twisted. Everybody who was with us was twisted. We were feeling pretty damn good. Saw a little bit of Dominic Fike. Not too much. Walked over to the other stage to see a little bit of Bone Thugs and Harmony. And then I believe we saw maybe like the tail end of Haim. Didn't get to see 070. But it's all right because 07 is about to come back harder next year or in two years with another album. And then that means when we do get to see 070, the set list will be jam-packed. It'll probably be headlining. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be super dope. But Playboy Cardi's set. Holy shit. Shout out Playboy Cardi, but also maybe kind of like a little bit of a boo in the background. You know what I'm saying? Because Playboy Cardi the vibes off just a little bit because he had what was like a metal guitar but not necessarily shred like almost shredding but it was just overly distortionized over everything and and his set list was crazy i i just wanted to hear 808s you know i wanted to hear fucking the die lit beats sound like they're on fucking die lit you know what i'm saying and, and we came out and all this shit literally sounded like we were gonna die lit it didn't sound like the album die lit it sounded like we would die lit but at the end of the day playboy cardi is his own unique little vampire hip-hop character he came out he did his fucking thing people seemed to love him mosh pits broke out everybody was getting more fucked up at this point because they were like holy shit if we're gonna die right now but if we make it to Cuddy, we need to be faded. And then out comes motherfucking Cuddy. Shout out to Cuddy, man. Cuddy's set was fucking dope. To me, who who I'm a, like a huge UFO nerd, huge astronaut fanatic. You know, I just love... That that type of, you know, vibe, you know, just like space and shit. Motherfucker had a, a, a UFO craft on his stage floating that looked very similar to Rick and Morty's, except maybe not all beat up and made out of junk. But it looked like the U, it looked like the Rick and Morty UFO was right there hovering. He was on stage killing it, played a hell of a set list. This guy, man, I will say what was a little odd to me is that Day and night was not performed. But, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily um, have a reason why. Or, or it's just because he just has tons of fucking songs, man. Like, it's crazy. Like, if, if you guys are Kid Cudi fans, he started off the set with Cleveland is the reason, which of course you have to play Cleveland is the reason. It's the first time he had done it live in years, since 2016, I believe. So he fucking comes out. Do you guys even fucking know what Cleveland is the reason? Do you guys, you guys probably don't. It's this. 
That's fucked up that I inadvertently added a little bit of fart noises to a Cuddy song, just like people. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Anyways, he comes out with he comes out with Cleveland is the reason, which is his first time doing it in forever, and people go bananas. It gets fucking crazy. Everybody's rapping every single word. People can't believe it. They're like, oh shit, what's gonna happen next? Bam, bam, two new ones. Tequila shots. She knows this. People are like, oh, fuck, Man on the Moon 3. What's crazy to me is I'm a huge fan of Man on the Moon 2, Man on the Moon 1. And I I guess I didn't really look into how successful Man on the Moon 3 was. But apparently that record is pretty fucking successful. Like, people love it. People really, really love Man on the Moon 3. And don't get me wrong, on the way back from Cleveland, I, uh, I played all of Cuddy's discography. And um, it's a good record, but there's something unique about the instrumentation, the moodiness, the the psychedelia of Man on the Moon 2 that I felt hasn't yet been met. But it's totally fine, because Man on the Moon 3 is amazing, right? So he gets into She Knows This, then he, then he does Dive. Which I fucking loved it. But there was one thing that kept kind of fucking shit up. And that's that the whole time he was performing, there was like some kind of audio problem. Where like it would kind of fade out, get a little quiet, and then it would get loud again, then get a little quiet, and then it would get loud again. And I'm like, what the fuck? What's going on? So there was, you know, I don't know. At, at that point, people kind of started, I imagine probably started thinking or they're feeling the same thing or maybe i was just tripping who knows but chip the rip comes back out right because he opened up the set so he comes back out with cuddy performs just what i am higher and brothers from indica you can't tell me that's not killer back to back to back that shit was fire then he goes into ghost off of fucking uh Man on the Moon 2, Solo Dolo Part 3, September 16th, then goes back to an old school one, Man on the Moon, the anthem, then he does Mr. Rager, Marijuana, plays Memories and Pursuit of Happiness, the Steve Aoki remix to try to get people hyped a little bit, and then that was kind of like the end of it, right? He gets everybody hyped and he goes, all right, it's done. Then there's an encore. He comes back. And he does Soundtrack to My Life. He does Solo Dolo. He does Sky Might Fall, Heart of a Lion. Oh, shit. That's the first time he had done those songs since 2016. But then what really blew my mind is he performed a song that not a, not a lot of people like. I mean, shit, to begin with, not a lot of people like Kid Cudi. But then not a lot of Cudi fans like this song. It's Kid Cudi and Haim off of Indica. And he brought Haim out to perform the song with him. This is the first time they've ever done that live since 2014. Dude. That was a fucking moment, honestly. Like, 
Like to this day, that's probably what's gonna stand out to me. I got to see Haynes and Kid Cudi perform Red Eye. And yeah, this song's nothing special. But it's special to me, I fuck with this. And I got to see that shit live, that's dope, man. And then of course, plays two more fan favorites everybody loves. He does the prayer. Then he finishes the night out with love. And man, monumental. Monumental. And, and, and it's honestly sad to me that Kid Cudi's getting shit on so bad right now. Because that was a hell of a performance. And he did say that it was going to be annually. So he's going to go back and do that shit in 2023. So anybody out there who's a Kid Cudi fan, who's part of the Cud fam, listens to H&S, meet us out there in 2023. Because... I'm gonna fucking be out there, you know what I'm saying? And and this shit is dope, you know what I'm saying? This, uh, it was a good time. It was a good fucking time. That's all I can say. I know I've been rambling for a minute, but hey, motherfuckers, that's what I said I was gonna do. I was gonna recap you guys on my fucking experience at that show. Shout out to everybody who was there that night. One of my favorite nights. One of my favorite nights. Oh, that was beautiful. It was a beautiful time. Now, <laughs> I will say, the clock must have struck midnight or some shit after the concert was done, which I think it did, actually. I'm not even lying when I say that. Because the following night, a.k.a. the walk back home from the concert, holy shit. We were trudging. And then it was a hill, so we were sitting at the bottom of the bank, kind of close to the water, and we had to walk back uphill, and there was so much fucking people that there was no service. Nobody could fucking make phone calls, nobody could book Ubers, nobody could do shit. So, oh my god, can you imagine all the Cuddy fucking fans, all the, all the, yo, it was madness. Everybody was fucking zombie walking out that bitch for a good, like, two hours afterwards, I imagine. Maybe not that much, all right? Good hour. But fuck, talk about trudging it. It was, um, you know, it was a good-ass time. Well, regardless, regardless, Man on the Moon, or, or Moon Man's Landing, it was fucking dope. It was a good-ass time. I had a blast. I know fucking Kyle had a blast. I know the, uh, the two ladies that went, Carlish, my lady, and her sister, they had a fucking blast. It was a great fucking time. So, you know, shout out to Cuddy. Shout out to Cuddy's fucking, uh, to Cuddy's fans. Shout out to all of Cuddy's friends who performed. Shout out to the city of Cleveland. Let's do this shit again next year, all right? You guys fucking killed it. And speaking of which, speaking of which, I'm kind of, I'm going to kind of uh, talk about the new Cuddy song that came out too, before I change it off of Cuddy, but that actually happened a little bit after that concert, a little bit after that week. And I got some news to kind of catch you guys up on that's still kind of relevant to that same week, but Cuddy dropped a new single. He dropped a new single, um, and it's, to me, it's pretty good. You know, it's a chill, it's a chill one. 
I know that I know that Kid Cudi fans who are like hardcore Cudi fans, you guys probably dig this one. Cause it's just low key. And it's actually what I opened the episode up with. It's called Willing to Trust by Kid Cudi and Ty Dolla Sign. And it's off of his project called Intergalactic, which should be out by the time you guys listen to this. And it's, there's going to be a new series on Netflix. Uh, apparently, well, actually, it might not be a series. It might be um, a long movie or something. But I guess we'll see, right? I guess we'll see. Because one of the things says season one, but then um, Netflix, I believe, had made a statement where it's just one episode. So I don't know what's going on here, but um, we'll see. For sure, for sure, there's going to be an album and some kind of something dropped on the same day. So... Shout out to Cuddy again for all this uh, recent success. He's been in tons of movies, tons of shows. He's been in, um, let's call it, he had his own festival. He has all these collabs. He recently had a collaboration with McDonald's on the McDonald's app where he took over. Like he has all these, uh, I think he has two collaborations, one with Balenciaga and then the other one with uh, another designer. Like who, who knows where this is going to end because now Cuddy is also a man of many hats. And I just wish him a lot of success. You know, I'm a long-time Cuddy fan. And as silly as it is to say, especially as I'm getting older and older, you know, uh, Cuddy is actually still responsible for me being here, you know? Because who would have known what would have happened back in the day had I not had his music, you know what I'm saying? Because I really did listen to it that much. And, you know, as as cliche as it is to say, people say it now. But I was one of the OGs saying that Cuddy saved me shit back in 2009 and 10. So it goes back. You know, I got a lot of love for this man just because of that, you know. So it is it is what it is. I wish him success. New album coming out soon. Hope everybody out there listens to it. At the very least, stream it once for him. There's tons of people on this planet. And if everybody on this planet listens to his record at least once, that'll help him out a lot. So check out Cuddy's Intergalactic, his new song, Willing to Trust. And uh, his series coming out on Netflix. So if you guys have Netflix, look out for Intergalactic. It's pretty dope, pretty dope, pretty dope. But yeah, moving on a little bit. And this is a sick transition, so I'm going to have to give myself some gunshots here. Cuddy's arch nemesis, Kanye, another one of the men that I actually idolize a lot, as uh, troublesome as that is, is um, recently killing shit in his own right, too. And that happens to be killing his fucking contracts. Because while I was out in Cleveland and on the way back home and, you know, all all that jazz during that week of, you know, just being there. Um, this man was having a fucking civil dispute while also promoting his glasses with not only Adidas, but Gap. Or not a civil dispute, like, a, it, it was just, it was insane. He... He was mentioning all the different people on the board, on his Instagram. He would delete posts, put them back up, talking shit. And now he looks like he's 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 been going nuts continuously on his story since then. Um, we know he's got some glasses coming out soon. Uh, we know the contract is over. No more Yeezy and Gap. Um, apparently, he was almost over with Adidas, but they resolved things for now. Like, who knows, okay? Who who honestly knows what is going on? 
but this man has influence. Um, as silly as it is, I know a lot of people hate Kanye, but this man has his, his hand on the culture, and the culture has their hand right back up towards him, whether they like to admit it or not. So, pay attention to any moves that he has, and um, or any moves that he does, because um, it's an interesting time right now. It's an interesting time. Um, also, despite Yeezy Gap finishing their contract, there's apparently a season two of Yeezy Gap Balenciaga coming out, which is um, still part of all the initial outfits that they showed and modeled. But now they're actually out for retail. So if you guys want the big dry bags and parkas and sweatshirts and all kinds of shit, Yeezy Gap collab, they dropped the second season. See if you can get your hands on it because uh, it's over. It's a hype beast item now, you know? Yeezy Gap is done, so those items are officially not ones of ones, but you get the drift, you know? But uh, speaking of which, other people might say, what's the point in collecting all that fancy garbage, you know, the t-shirts and the sweaters and the shoes, when the world is literally on the brink of fucking war again? And I totally get it. I totally get it. Because since the last episode, things have kind of gotten a little crazier. Not just um, in the government, but also just socially, consciously, I believe. Um, I mean, the reason I say that is because as a society, everybody for this last week has been indulging in just the Dahmer series, and I know it does not stop there. I, I mean, our culture, somebody was saying it earlier, is has an addiction to, like, murder, to murder mysteries, to serial killers, to rap content about murder, you know, to serial killer content about murder, to podcasts about murder, to books. It's it's an unhealthy addiction with murder. And um, I'm curious to see what happens to everybody on a global scale, or maybe not global, on a national scale, subconsciously or consciously, we're all technically being kind of like traumatized in real time by the same content. You know, there's got to be something going on there. I know I know it's far-fetched to say, but I don't know, man. Things things are getting wild. Like I heard that not too long ago, those was Iran, I think, uh, last week or a couple of days ago maybe even, shut down the internet and they're having a whole bunch of protests. And then China recently is having a bunch of protests and they, apparently they removed somebody or who, who knows what's going on. A lot of it could be fake news. But what we do know is real is that the it's starting to get a little bit threatening with this potential war in um, between us and Russia. Because some shit happened with gas pipes and we're involved and who fucking knows, man. Like, And then you think about the weather. Like... There's this there's this statement that that somebody said about the weather and it it sat with me and um it kind of made me a little bit uncomfortable 
but it's true. It's 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 totally true, and kind of wanna kind of wanna share it, cause um, cause I feel like it's important, you know. I feel like it's definitely important, cause who fucking knows what's going on, you know. You got the weather. You got the Navy admitting that UFO videos can harm national security. That they have UFO videos that can harm national security if they release. You got all the fucking hurricane or whatever the fuck is going on now. It's it's nuts, right? So, this is a statement. Somebody said, The world's chances of avoiding the worst ravages of climate breakdown are diminishing rapidly. As we enter uncharted territory of destruction through our failure to cut greenhouse gas emissions and take the actions needed to stave off catastrophe, leading scientists have said. Despite intensifying warnings in recent years, governments and businesses have not been changing fast enough. According to the United in Science report published on Tuesday, the consequences are already being seen in increasingly extreme weather around the world. And we are in danger of provoking tipping points in the climate system that will mean more rapid and in some cases, irreversible shifts holy shit so if that does not scare you guys like it's just it's um i could see i could see everybody wanting to potentially go into war right now as like a last grasp to fucking resources before we're all fucked and it sucks. It kind of sucks. It's kind of scary. Because um, I recently heard, too, that Saturn is losing its rings. Like, what the fuck? What is that all about? Yeah, I, isn't Saturn, like, forever known for having rings? Like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what? Imagine somebody who has a tattoo of Saturn. And the rings disappear before they pass away. What the fuck is that tattoo of now? Just a ball with an imaginary string around it? Saturn. Yeah, right. There's nothing like that. Saturn doesn't have rings anymore. Loser. You know what I'm saying? Like, Saturn's for... We thought that was going to be permanent. We thought that was going to be there forever. And I don't know if that's true, but... I don't know. If it is, it's a little scary. But given everything else that's fucking going on... I wouldn't doubt it one bit. All right? Because weather's getting nuts. Like I said earlier, we have increasingly crazier weather going on right now even. But that's a topic for, for another time, I guess. You know? Um, ah, Lord. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I mean, between fucking, you know, between fucking Portland, Oregon getting getting told by the FDA that they can't sell donuts with NyQuil and Pepto-Bismol to, to the University of uh, San Diego teaching classes on Bad Bunny, where are we going as a society? We have Pepto-Bismol and NyQuil donuts and Bad Bunny being taught in college. 
STDs are on the rise again. Monkeypox has been a fucking recent epidemic. Apparently polio is popping off in New York. Like, what the fuck? What are we doing? Guys, what are we doing? Me included. I've not been doing anything, anything good. But as a society, as a whole, where, what the, what, where, where does this lead? You know what I'm saying? And I know a lot of people say, hey, right now's the time to, to make that change. But damn it, it is not easy. You know what I'm saying? At the, at the very least, the most interesting thing, if, if the world ends, that we had going for us, that I didn't know this, is that apparently we're pretty unique because we experiences we experience solar eclipses. Like we're at that perfect distance away from the sun where our moon happens to become the same size as the sun to create a solar eclipse. So if the world ends tomorrow, but you got to see a solar eclipse in your life, consider yourself lucky. Because potentially you are the only fucking planet on the universe, at least our closest universe, you know, that has ever experienced a solar eclipse. So if it was all for nothing, we had Cuddy music, we had a new Mars Volta record, we had a good ass fucking time. Life is great. Guys, sorry if I brought you down. But you know what? You listen to me for realism and maybe a little bit of laughs here and there. But I'm here to just kind of keep you updated on my thoughts on the world, the things I like, news, and uh, sometimes even sadness brought to you by boredom and loneliness because there's nobody down here potting with me. So, hey, we'll wrap it up there before it gets any sadder. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Urban Society Podcast. Thank you guys very much. You're the best, you're the best, you're the best, you're the motherfucking best. And I'll see you guys in episode 56. Which if you were here in the same room with me, you'd be listening to it right now. Because I'm about to record it as soon as I stop this one. See ya, bitches.